I don't know about you guys, but I'm, I'm proud of these kids. So, I thought I'd start with a little confession. They say confession is good for the soul, and I have lots to confess. So, here we go. I sometimes miss things. No. Yeah, no, it, it's true. In fact, if you were here for first service, you've already probably realized I completely missed some things in first service. But two years ago, when we had this Christmas program, Emmett was also in the program, and his name was misspelled in the bulletin. My wife struggles to understand how those making the bulletin could get his name wrong. It is three letters, all of them used twice. It's not complicated. But I should confess that it may not have been their fault. You see, I proofread the bulletin and I didn't catch it. And it's even possible that I gave it to them wrong. I miss things. I forget things, I'm not paying attention, and sometimes I miss big things. But 2,000 years ago, 2,000 years ago was the greatest event to ever happen on this planet. And it wasn't just missed by one or two. It seemed that everybody was completely unaware of what was going on. The angels, the angels, I can only imagine the way they watch that birth, holding their breath until they heard that first cry. And then, and then complete joy must have broken out. But here's the thing. They, they went to go share this with someone? There's nobody. They go to the market and they seem more concerned with inflation. And they go to the temple. And there you have priests who are so consumed with maintaining status quo that they don't notice that the very sacrifices that they're performing are about to be fulfilled. No one seems to be paying attention. Everyone seems to be missing what's going on. Finally. Finally, the angels looking here and looking there, they find some people who are not unaware of what's happening. There, on the hills outside Bethlehem, the same fields where David once had watched his father's flocks, there they find some shepherds who late into the night are talking about the coming Messiah. I can only imagine how excited those angels must have get, gotten 
as heaven itself just exploded with joy. It's no wonder the angels had to start with saying, don't be afraid. Their joy was absolutely uncontained. But I have a question for you. If, if heaven were up to something today, would you notice? Would you, would you see what was happening? Or somehow, would you miss it? Are we in that same place all these years later where we're so busy maintaining status quo that we wouldn't notice if heaven was up to something big? If God was doing something big, who would he tell? Here's the thing. Here's the thing about births is... You know if you've had a child, it changes everything, doesn't it? There's no going back to what life was like before kids. And don't think for a moment that when the God of the universe was born, it didn't change absolutely everything. And I'm not talking changing everything 2,000 years ago. It changes everything from that point forward. If you don't believe that this is good news for us today, in Luke chapter 2, verse 10, but the angel said to them, do not be afraid, for see, I am bringing you good news of great joy for all people, that all people That includes us right here, right now. Let's not forget that God is still doing big things. Well, Pastor Ben, the angels were sure excited to tell about the coming of their king to earth. I mean... You sounded really excited telling the story. Can I tell you a secret? Hey, come on, can I get a close-up, please? (laughs) I have been known to get a little excited myself. I mean, this past summer, I went to Legoland, and when I started school, I told everyone about it. In fact, I'm still telling people about it. Pastor Ben, have have you ever been to Legoland? Have you ever been to Legoland? If not, I highly recommend the trip. You won't regret it. Well, maybe a while ago. I know, I'm only six. Just like I couldn't help but tell people about Legoland, so are the angels in telling the sheriffs about Jesus. 
Okay, in Luke 2, verse 8 through 14, it is said, Now they were in the same country, shepherds living out in the fields, keeping their, keeping watch over their flock by, by night. And behold, an angel of the Lord stood before them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were greatly afraid. Then the angel of the Lord said to them, Do not be afraid, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which will be to all people. For there is born to you this day in the city of David a Savior, who is Christ the Lord. And this will be the sign to you. You will find a babe wrapped in swine cloths lying in a manger. And suddenly there was the angel of multitude of the heavenly host praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth goodwill toward men. Can you imagine it? You are just a lowly shepherd hanging out in the fields watching your sheep praying, and then all of a sudden, a nearly blinding light shines from the sky and comes closer and closer and closer until, boom, glorious angels are in front of you, singing and singing, Hosanna in the highest. I think that alone can count as an unforgettable experience. Experience, life changing. But these angels didn't just come for a show. Nuh uh. They came to tell that Jesus, their God, was being born not too far from them. They had to go and check it out. So, in the speed of light, they rushed over and had the awesome, amazing opportunity to see God in the flesh and worship Him face to face. These shepherds had the privilege that so many great men in Scripture asked for. Abraham, Moses, and David wanted to see God face to face. And here are these humble shepherds enjoying this blessing. Talk about an experience that sounds a billion times better than Legoland's. You verbally they told that story to everyone that listened. They told their families. They told their fellow shepherds. They told their community and church because they couldn't keep it inside. When you have a life-changing experience, you don't keep it in, especially when that involves telling others about seeing the Creator of the world and the flesh. When you meet God, you don't keep it a secret. And when you see the physical evidence of how much God loves you, 
You can hide it. Man, if lonely shepherds got this amazing opportunity, and while and told the world, this means for all for all the things that God has done for me and my family, I have no excuse. I also need to tell the world. They're great, though, aren't they? And it's a little humbling to be out preached by a six-year-old. <laughs> But I'm okay with it. So the angels, they saw God move, and they had to share it. The shepherds, they saw God move, and they had to share it. You know what's next. We've heard this before, haven't we? Because we know that we too are called to share. And nothing makes that more abundantly clear than being told by a six-year-old. Who, by the way, when I asked him if he wanted to preach, there was no hesitation. And if he can stand up in front of Pioneer Memorial Church and preach his heart out, what excuse do we have for being silent? But we know this. We know that we're called to tell others. The question isn't, what are we called to do? The question is, what do we say when we get there? But don't think for a moment that the God of the universe in his infinite wisdom and his perfect plan has called you to tell others about him and doesn't have a plan for what you're supposed to say. He knows what you're supposed to say. And if you don't know yet, then maybe we need to back up a little bit. Because the angels... They saw God move and then they shared. The shepherds, they saw God move and then they shared. If you are not seeing God move, what are you going to have to share? But how do we see God move? So often we're looking for those big giant displays, those life-changing experiences, as our preacher so eloquently put it. But what happens if we don't have those? What happens to those of us who grew up in the church? Our fathers were pastors. What happens to those of us who never had those big conversion stories? What do we share? You see... The original Christmas gift, it wasn't given by the wise men. It was given by the God of the universe. Jesus was that gift for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. Jesus is that gift. And if you want something to share, then you need to receive the gift. 
But how does that happen? I'll give you a secret. It doesn't necessarily happen in the big, exciting ways that you're always hoping for. If you really want it to happen, though, it happens in the still, the quiet hours, when you and God are one-on-one. It happens when you're opening up God's Word and you're reading it. But I want us to talk for a moment about devotions and the way we so often do them. I have no problem with the idea of trying to read through the entire Bible in a year. I think that's a wonderful thing. But the problem with it is when your goal is to read through the Bible in a year, it's, okay, I've got to do this number of chapters today. And so often when we're reading that way, when we're just trying to get through those chapters, as we're reading, our mind wanders. We're distracted. And if you say, okay, I'm going to set a timer for half an hour, I'm going to spend in the Word every morning. Again, the same thing happens. You're in the Word, and as you're reading, your mind goes off and starts running through your to-do list that you never seem to get done. What if instead, what if instead of making your goal getting through a set number of chapters or getting through a set period of time, what if you said, okay, God, I am going to read your Bible this morning until I see your face, until I hear your voice. Jesus, I'm going to read the Bible this morning until I see you. Well, first of all, if you get distracted, you're just going to be there all day. And that's not a bad place to be. But if each and every day you made a point that you were connecting with Jesus Christ... You'd have something to share, wouldn't you? Because if Jesus was talking to you each and every day, the question wouldn't be, what will I have to say, but who will I have to say it to? Because we'll find ourselves like Andrew, who went to Peter and said, I have found the Messiah. So this Christmas, with all of the other things that we've got going on, the buying of gifts, the singing of songs, the decorating, the parties, I want you to set aside some time and say, Jesus, I am going to stay in your word until I see you today. Because even more important than sharing is having something to share. So this Christmas, will you accept the gift that heaven has been waiting to give you for 2,000 years?